Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. And a warm welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that fine introduction was from today's guest, Jack Woodcock from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Jack and I know each other through our uh, Berkshire Hathaway businesses, and we've trained a couple of times in the last year or two and have gotten to know each other, uh, even even traded a uh, referral more recently. And so we truly enjoy working together. And this is a wonderful opportunity for our listeners to get to know Jack and the Las Vegas area that he serves. So good morning, Jack. How are you doing today? Dick, I'm doing very well. We have got great weather here in Las Vegas, as we almost always do, and uh, business is good. Uh, We're very optimistic about uh, our future. We've got quite a few folks moving here from uh, your part of the world, and we are looking forward to accommodating them. All right. Outstanding. And you are a very accommodating gentleman. I appreciate that about you. Well, tell me... uh, Let's just jump right in with it. Tell me about how you got into real estate. That's a very good story, and I I love hearing it every time. How did you get into real estate and get to this point in your career? Well, it starts way back uh, when I uh, graduated from high school, went into the military, and spent some time in the the military. And I was in Southeast Asia for three years back in the 60s and and the early 70s, and I was stationed uh, at Nellis Air Force Base here right here in Las Vegas and uh, in 1971 spent my last year in the military right here and of 11 years by the way and then I decided to get out of the service uh, probably headed headed to Vietnam yet again so I didn't want to do that uh, I had just gotten married so I just decided I'd uh, Remain in Las Vegas, did a few odd jobs, uh, did some construction work, and I uh, worked as a stagehand, and I got encouraged by some friends to consider uh, getting a real estate license. I did that. I uh, worked my last show at the Desert Inn Hotel uh, backstage in September of 1975, and I've been involved in the real estate business ever since. It's been an amazing uh, transition from uh, being on the farm in rural North Carolina to the military and to the real estate business in the one of the most exciting places on the planet. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, Las Vegas was uh, a very different town in the fall of 1975 than it is right now. So that's uh, got to be quite a ride that you've experienced. Well, speaking of that, Dick, I, I want you to know that when I arrived here, there were only 220,000 people in the entire Las Vegas Valley, and today we have 2.3 million, so it's been a great time to be here. I, I tell you, walking through some of those casinos, it seems like 220,000 people are right there on the floor playing, playing cards and roulette. Uh, so that's quite a jump in population, uh, and of course, you welcome visitors from all over the world. What's your what's your hotel count there now? Something uh, something just unbelievable hotel count in Las Vegas. 
it's pretty amazing. We have more hotel rooms than Los, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York all together. We have over 145,000 hotel rooms. Man. And that, of course, uh, creates lots of jobs and uh, is, is, has always been the mainstay of our economy. Of course, we're seeing a little transition now because we're not quite as dependent upon tourism as we were because now that we've become a, a large metropolitan area, uh, our economy has grown, especially with the construction industry. Uh, and so we're a little more diversified than just a gaming destination like we have been most of the, most of the last 30 or 40 years. Yes, and that's, um, that's something we definitely uh, should touch on because that's a, uh, what's becoming a myth almost is that uh, you know, Las Vegas is not just the Strip anymore, and it hasn't been that for quite some time. You've grown remarkably in other, um, other industries. Um, so talk about that a little bit if you can. Um, what, what different types of industries are, are big in that area that are providing those jobs? Well, in many respects, we are a great destination for those that are over 55. People who are coming here, who are retiring here, they're not looking for a job, but they're looking to be serviced. They, they want to have their needs met, and they're looking for the housing that meets their needs, and they're looking for all kinds of activities where uh, others are able to work and provide the, that service. And so the retirement industry is, is pretty high on our list right now. Uh, we, we find that uh, anybody who comes here that wants to retire, they have a wide variety of things to do. Uh, we've got the great outdoors. They have the casinos, of course. Uh, we have great weather other than a couple of months, which um, and most people either leave and for a couple of weeks during that time. Uh, we, we have a, a lot of things that retirees truly enjoy. Another part of our uh, economy that uh, has sustained throughout this entire COVID uh, has been the construction industry. We have a lot of construction jobs. We're not able to keep up with the demand for housing uh, in Las Vegas. And so we, we're starting to see price creep as a result of that, because uh, there is only so much land available in this Las Vegas Valley. Um, actually, if you think about it, uh, the entire valley is surrounded by Bureau of Land Management land. So we only have about 75 to 80,000 acres of developable land uh, left in our valley. And so we're constantly uh, working with the federal government and the BLM to get more land released into the private sector. But that typically takes a, that takes a, a municipality to get involved and do that. And then they divide it and, and sell it to developers. And that, in turn, creates a lot of additional jobs, just that part of our, our economy. Because... No, I most places, most places like Southern California, the land is all in private ownership, but not not in Las Vegas. Very interesting, uh, but it is finite as all land is. Eventually, it's finite, and uh, so you, in a few years here, you might be really, really bucking up against the edge. 
Um, now, that has that growth has come over the years from 220,000 to 2.2 .2 or 2.5 million. Um, that brings a diverse community and again going back to our point that it's no longer just the strip anymore um, you've got all kinds of different industries and you've got suburbia and a, uh, and just a lot of other things that make it just like any other town in America um, maybe except for those couple of weeks during the summer when it gets a little bit a uh, little bit warm uh, right what uh, uh, what do you see people um, uh, giving as, as reasons for relocating to the area. You talked about the active retirement, but is it things uh, other than that? Is it jobs? Is it cost of living? Is it tax relief? Well, it's tax relief and jobs, yes. But we also see a lot more light manufacturing and distribution. We are a hub, so to speak, for the West. We are about an equal amount of time and distance to Reno, to Los Angeles, to Phoenix, to Salt Lake. And so in many respects, we are, we are an ideal dis distribution uh, uh, area so that when we see companies relocating from places uh, outside of our border, outside of Nevada, relocating to Nevada, they're still not very far away from their clients and their customers. And the the low taxes we enjoy here make it very attractive for those kinds of companies to move here. We're seeing also a lot of we're seeing a lot of headquarters uh, operations moving here. People, uh, if if they're tired of or unwilling to uh, endure the cost of living in where they are, they can move their headquarters here and move part of their employees. Uh, along with them, and and we all always have uh, just a, a whole lot of new employees uh, that uh, oftentimes people find very qualified for virtually any job you can think of. We a lot of people don't stop and think about how we've grown so much. There aren't very many natives in in Southern Nevada. Uh, most people came here from somewhere else. And just the idea that they came here from somewhere else and were able to create a nice life for themselves encourages them to encourage their families and friends and others to follow. And that in turn has created a an even better uh, reason for people to move here is because we welcome people instead of just the opposite, like you find in some places. There are some places that just as soon not grow, whereas Las Vegas has always embraced growth. And with that attitude, uh, we find that people enjoy it from the outset a whole lot more. Transitioning into what we have here is much easier because they don't have to fight a bureaucracy or a whole lot of red tape when they want to establish a business, build a warehouse, building office building, or create uh, jobs, especially. Very interesting um, take on that. That because you embrace the growth, that's that's pretty much what Las Vegas is all about. Uh, going from 220,000 people, 
uh, 40 years ago, um, 50 years ago, that's, uh, that very definitely is in the blood of Las Vegas, is growth and embracing the growth. And you bring up a really good point um, that uh, most people are not from Las Vegas. They are coming, you know, they're coming from out of town to live there. So that's, that's kind of in, in the water, in the blood there. Now, in that, in that growth that you're experiencing and that you embrace, how, uh, you know, these days, how are the regional services keeping up? What's, what about infrastructure and, and hospitals and transportation and things like that? Well, it, it's always a challenge, but we are very forward-thinking. We've had this kind of momentum for quite some time. So there are lots of ways to pre-plan for growth, and we've done a, a, a great deal of that. Uh, some of our neighborhoods uh, are even better at, at doing that than others. Uh, if you look at the Green Valley and the Henderson area as an example, and then Summerlin on the west part of town, they're, most, they're mostly made up of master plan developments. So the development community uh, is on board with establishing the infrastructure for growth in, in both sides of town. Summerlin is a 21,000 acre master plan development on the west side of our valley, and Green Valley and Henderson is, is on the south uh, west side of our valley, or the southeast side, I should say, and it it too is a master plan development where we we're seeing houses under construction. Uh, probably uh, they pull four or five hundred permits every month uh, in in Henderson, uh, and it's a it's one of the better choices to live. Of course, Summerlin is, has been one of the better choices to live uh, for many, many years also. That's the old Howard Hughes property, and that's a great story on how that got started. How, how did that get started? I'm always up for a good story like that. Tell me about that. Well, Howard Hughes acquired a, about 21,500 acres on the west side of our valley back in the 50s when he entered into a contract uh, with the U.S. government uh, to build the helicopters that the U.S. wanted at that time. The Huey helicopter is, uh, was the subject, and uh, so he entered into this agreement uh, with the government uh, and took the land in lieu of a pavement. And so Howard Hughes, uh, back in uh, 67, 68, and 69, when he came to Las Vegas uh, for that infamous stay up at the Desert Inn Hotel, yes. he, uh, he decided at that time that uh, he would uh, buy hotels in Las Vegas. He already had this, this huge holding, so he bought five or six large hotels, and uh, he was uh, known as the recluse uh, at the top of the Desert Inn. And then after he passed, his family... Uh, had all these hotels, uh, and they did not have the cash at the time to develop the property, so they sold off the hotels. They couldn't sell the property because the basis was so low, and so they sold the hotels and used that to develop what is now Summerlin. It was masterful, and so they didn't. They preserved all that tax payment that would have gone to the U.S. government as a result, 
And and today we have Summerlin, which is named after Howard Hughes' grandmother, and uh, that was her maiden name. And uh, we have Summerlin, the, ma the largest master plan development in the country, and it's now home to 250, 300 and some thousand people uh, and growing. That's a great, great story. That's uh that's a 70-year story. Bought it in the 50s. Uh, that's that's amazing. Um, and let me share with you that uh, I had the good fortune. I was the president of the local association uh, in 1986. And in 1986 and 87, I was part of a study group. Uh, they brought someone in from uh, Houston, Texas, and they created a study group of, of about 25 or 30 people, and I was part of that group, and we sequestered ourselves for about two weeks at the Old Frontier Hotel and helped plan what was then referred to as Hughes Site, H-U-S-I-T-E. That was the code name. And so Hughes Site was developed over a conference table from with about 20 of uh, local citizens, and we kind of came up with where to start it, how close it was to the infrastructure at the time. We created roundabouts because there was no power, and that way you could uh, uh, control traffic. Sure. And those roundabouts were designed to be taken out over time and install streetlights. But all the folks that have had moved into the area, they liked those roundabouts, so those roundabouts have, have stayed throughout the entire time. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's the mark of good planning. It's, it's timeless. It works in all, all across time. That's excellent. Good planning and good design. Well, so you've just peppered the conversation with numerous, uh, with the names of numerous towns and areas uh, when people say Las Vegas, uh, obviously we're, we're definitely um, learning or relearning right now that there's more than just the Strip. Um, what specific uh, geographic area do you serve? Are you just Mr. Las Vegas uh, and, and take care of the whole valley or what, what are your specific areas? Well, and when one lives in a state like California, you find that you do uh, have a market that you probably focus on. Um, but in Las Vegas, we are pretty much confined into this valley. And we have four distinct areas. We have the unincorporated part of Clark County. And by the way, the Strip is not in Las Vegas. The Strip is in the un unincorporated Clark County. Uh, oh. And then we have the city of Las Vegas. We have the city of Henderson and the city of North Las Vegas. And these municipalities all run into each other. There, there is no, you, you, when you go from one to the other, you, you don't know that you're in the other, in another jurisdiction. Yeah. The yeah. Unincorporated, unincorporated part of Clark County, of course, is the largest. Uh, and then just across the, the uh, railroad pass, we have the city of Boulder City. Now, Boulder City is unique in itself because it has no gaming. It's one of the only uh, municipalities in the entire state that has no gaming. And they are intent upon not growing. 
so they don't issue very many building permits in, in Boulder City. But we focus most of our time and our energy into these four entities, and uh, we really make no distinction when someone comes to to look for housing, to look to relocate their business. Uh, it's it's all about how close they want to be to the airport, how close do they want to be to the freeway if they want to get to Salt Lake or if they want to get back to uh, California. Those are the kinds of things that come into play when you when you think about areas of town. And then we have one other area, the south or south, the northeast part of our valley is where Nellis Air Force Base is. And Nellis Air Force Base as long as we have an Air Force, we'll always have Nellis because it services and provides the, uh, all of what is needed at the test site. And the test site is the gunnery range up in, in mid-Nevada. And so the Nellis Air Force Base plays a, a major role up in the northeast quadrant of our valley. So there, there's another element to the economy. There is is military. We hadn't talked about that, but that's that's going to be a a force, um, an economic force uh, in the valley as well. It's not only an economic force; it's going to continue to be an even larger force. It's uh, we have we have Creech Air Force Base which is only 30 miles away, and most of the people who work at Creech live here in Las Vegas. And Creech is one of the best-kept secrets around. Creech is where all of the drones are, are controlled for anywhere we fly drones. They are all controlled right out there at Creech Air Force Base. So we have a whole lot of talent uh, in the military that, that, that cycle in and cycle out. And of course, we have the test site, which is a huge part of our economy. And the vast majority of people who work at the test site live in Las Vegas. And they're always doing something new and innovative at the test site. And so when you think about the economy in Las Vegas, uh, most people only think about what we go to great lengths to sell, and that is the glamour and the glitter. But in many respects, we're like almost any other large metropolitan area, we're very diversified. Very well said, and, and the facts uh, will stand behind that. Uh, in your last, uh, last few comments, you were talking about all the, the different areas, and you mentioned Boulder City as being the only, only municipality in the state or one of the very, very, very few who do not have gaming. And that might be music to the ears of some folks, uh, some of our listeners, because that, you know, kind of provides a different environment. Boulder City is a, a smaller town. I think it's about 15,000 people. Um, but it's got all the um, same amenities that, that the rest of that part of the state enjoys, uh, being down closer to, uh, to the National Recreation Area and such. So that's, that's an interesting twist. I did not know that about Boulder City. So some good diversity there, very good diversity. No question. In, in fact, Boulder City has the largest land mass of any, any city in the state of Nevada they have, because they have gone out and secured uh, literally tens of thousands of acres of land from the Bureau of Land Management. Uh, and they're using, utilizing a lot of that for, 
for solar power generation. Um, ah, okay. So we're Do seeing more solar fields being built out in their jurisdiction than than any place uh, right here in the in the valley. So we yes, that's that may be some of those solar farms that we see from the air. Um, if, if we ever get to fly again, uh, <laughs> yes. that's, that's definitely some of those solar fields. Very interesting. So Boulder City is very progressive in that regard, and they've got all that land mass, and they don't really want to populate it. They want to keep it a small-town feel. So that's, that's encouraging, encouraging as well. Very interesting. And then, of course, you're not, not that far from, uh, from Las Vegas. And, and uh, Boulder Dam, Francis, which is uh, what Boulder City is all about, uh, most people think, well, that's, that means cheap power for Las Vegas. Well, that's not necessarily the case because when Boulder Dam was created and, and, the, and that, the power uh, was committed mostly to Arizona and California and mostly to California. And so we have our own uh, generating uh, plants here to produce our power, so we're not dependent upon uh, the Boulder uh, because all of that is, for the most part, spoken for. Very interesting. So, uh, again, um, diversity. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, I've, I've learned a great deal about how things are so diverse, from the economy to the people to the activities that are involved and all the things that you can do just in, in daily life. What about the uh, the cost of living, Jack? Um, uh, California's cost of living can be uh, pretty tough. Uh, how might your cost of living compare to California? What's a gallon of gas and a night on the town and things like that cost? Well, the average price for a gallon of gas in, in Las Vegas right now for regular is $2.57. Um, I understand in California it's, it's a little bit higher, and virtually all of that uh, extra is is tax, California tax, or at least one would assume that would be the case. Yes. Uh, and when you look at the average price house, uh, the average price house in Las Vegas is is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of sixteen to eighteen hundred square feet. And of course, we have huge houses also up to ten, fifteen thousand square feet. But the average is about 16, 17, 1800 square feet and it's going to be it's going to range from one municipality to to another uh it'll be 320 to 370 uh thousand which uh competes pretty well with with uh, with what we understand you all have in California. Yes, I, and I so your cost of living in general is going to be less. The only thing I will tell you that is just a little bit less is when you register your vehicle, but that's, but that's, that's just a way of pointing out the differences in the way states generate their revenue. There has to be a certain amount of revenue, obviously, um, but that's a small difference in comparison to your overall cost of living. The cost of groceries is not, not as much as it is in California, surprisingly. Um, we, we find that... Uh, even though everything has to be shipped in, uh, we we have lots of opportunities for people who create things and and uh, want to distribute them to Southern California. We have 
something that the average person never thinks about. We have trucks coming into Las Vegas loaded, and then we have trucks leaving Las Vegas empty. So you can contract for to distribute whatever you want to take back to California for a lot less than you might think you can because nobody wants to drive an empty truck from Las Vegas back to Los Angeles. Right. And so so when that's think of that as an opportunity. Your transportation cost if you're going to a manufacturer or you're going to assemble something here and then your market is in California, you've got an opportunity for inexpensive transportation coming out of Vegas back to wherever you wherever your market is. And and a lot of businesses are moving to uh to Nevada simply because of the taxes and some of the regulate regulatory environment um issues. So. Yes, and we, it would take a vote of the people, Dick. It would take a vote of the people uh, to change our tax uh, status We and institute a state income tax. We have no state income tax, and the chances of us ever having a state in, income tax is slim. Very slim. I mean, yes. Is, and, and is the tax revenue primarily generated from the gaming industry, or what, what are the different sources? A big part of it is, but we're, as a result of this diversification, we're becoming less reliant upon gaming. And that, that's, of course, what we want. But, but even as we say that, look at the changes that are taking place on the Strip. Their revenue now is spread out much more so than it used to be. They used to have the vast majority of their revenue from gaming revenue itself. Now, look at the, the great... Uh, dining opportunities and the and amazing restaurants and the and world class chefs we have attracted. Uh, look look at uh, all the other things that people come to Las Vegas for other than just gaming. Uh, the shows the shows are world class and and a lot of people don't they don't gamble that much but they like the entertainment and the big names and and all the things that Las Vegas has always stood for. So. Uh, so that our revenue now is spread out even in a hotel because the hotel rooms are, are obviously world class. They, they're as nice as any place you'll find, and they're inexpensive in comparison to lots of places. Uh, and so and, and we have more and more entertainment venues. I mean, we now have the, the Las Vegas Raiders and the, and the Golden Knights, and they had created another buzz around town like you wouldn't believe uh, the Golden Knights uh, the Golden Knights have a following like, like like none of us would have ever expected and and that's the way it's likely going to be with the Raiders uh, once we get back uh, to the point where we can fill that big stadium yes and a big stadium that is I, I was out in Las Vegas a couple of times over the last couple of years what uh, was able to quote unquote watch that stadium being built that is quite quite the construction project it's going to be a an amazing stadium when it starts getting used well it's finished and it's uh, they've had a few games there but very few fans are able to go but it's an extraordinary facility and it's uh, and one side of this huge stadium opens up and so that the fans at the opposite end of the stadium can literally see the amazing Las Vegas Strip. 
it's 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 an architectural masterpiece, frankly. Ah, that's that's amazing. That's only in Las Vegas. I shouldn't say only, but definitely we expect that from Las Vegas. Uh, so <laughs> Isn't I'm that sure, the truth? <laughs> I'm sure we won't be disappointed. Um, well, Mr. Las Vegas, do you have any advice uh, for out-of-state buyers coming your way? Well, come and visit for a long weekend. I get to. Uh, Get to know a little bit about our market. Uh, a lot can be learned on the Internet, but a lot can be learned through uh, uh, just reaching out. And uh, we, we have an informational packet we can provide. Uh, uh, most of us that, that have done this for a long time, we've, we've sort of zeroed in on what's important to people. And uh, we have that information available. If you're interested in schools, if you're if if you're at a point in your life where your job is is where you want to focus. But again, getting back to schools, if if you've got kids that uh, are going to be in our in our school system, uh, we've got lots of choices. Uh, we don't. It's not just the public school system. We have uh, uh, faith-based schools. A lot of those, and, and more and more of those are being built, and, and uh, they service our community. Uh, we have other school opportunities. Uh, a lot of people think that when you're in this kind of environment uh, where you're living at a, at a fast pace that you don't take time to do that sort of thing and, and provide for that sort of thing, and that's just not true. We're extremely proud of our school system um, at all levels. We have a community college that uh, that has great programs to for people who are entering into any phase of the workforce, whether it's medical, whether it's working in computers, uh, uh, if you're working in a hotel environment uh, and you're going to be working in a specialized area, we have we have courses for them. And so, when you look at Southern Nevada, Nevada in general, but Southern Nevada specifically, there is not much missing. Uh, because, and, and, and in many respects, it's relatively new in the big scheme of things because a lot of places are 100 years old and we only, again, when you think about the early 70s in the 200,000 population range and now we have the population we have, virtually everything we have is relatively new. And so that helps people enjoy what we have also because you're not having to come in and renovate things yes. that that have uh, exceeded their economic life. Well said. Uh, so the, the, the vibe, a couple of words that come to mind in that, that conversation there, that paragraph, is new but diversified. And that's a, that's a rare combination. And I think that's something very definitely I've learned on this call is the diversification of Las Vegas. That's really quite amazing. Well, and let's let's just before we uh, forget this, while it's top of mind, the population that is finding Las Vegas really appealing uh, runs the entire gamut. Uh, Younger folks just wanting to have a better life, uh, get uh, get ahead. Uh, uh, there's no better place to do that than our than our 
uh, area because again there's more opportunities for for a wide range of, of work uh, if you're at that point in your life where you're creating jobs and you want to move your company and uh, and create uh, an even better work environment and, and be taxed a lot less we've got that and then finally if you're over 55 I can tell you that the communities that we have that that take care of the over 55 uh, part of our population are growing like uh, no other place I know and then if you then if you are going to transition into uh, an adult daycare kind of a facility where you're dealing with a environment where everybody is in their 70s 80s and 90s or more uh, we have those kinds of facilities that are certainly uh, world-class and they provide a, a great opportunity for families uh, with older folks to move into our neighborhood, be close by, and, and have their loved ones uh, right here in the, in the valley uh, along with them. Because sometimes, sometimes families don't want to move because they don't want to uh, leave their elderly parents or grandparents. Yes. But we now have recognized that and we've accommodated them. Very well said, all of it. And again, that word uh, diversity. Uh, I think uh, I think Las Vegas means the meadows. Uh, is that, is it that does. correct? Yeah. It well, does. It's, it's also the diverse meadows, <laughs> the meadows of diversity. Um, very, very interesting all the way through, Jack, because um, I don't think our listeners, uh, all of them, uh, were aware of that. And that's really important to know. Uh, the diversification of Las Vegas is a big draw now. Well, and the healthcare, healthcare, Dick, is a big challenge. Uh, a lot of people feel that, uh, well, Whenever, wherever I am, if I've had a medical problem or something that uh, requires health care, we have, we have now built and we attract some of the best names in the healthcare industry. And we have quite a few of very, uh, very, uh, should we say, prestigious health care facilities and hospitals. And that is quite complementary to the whole diversification, especially when you're talking about the elderly and, and retirement um, homes and such. Um, that's, that's a necessary ingredient and, uh, of course, um, it flows quite well with that whole diversification. So, um, again, uh, good to know. It's all news. It's all uh, encouraging, and it's all um, it's all points in the column for Las Vegas. Uh, so I appreciate that, and and I I think that we have learned an enormous amount uh, today. And I tell you, I just love learning more and more about uh, my different network agents throughout the West and the areas that they represent and. This has been a very, very fun and engaging and informative call. So I thank you for that, Jack. I thank you for joining us. I appreciate well, Dick, your time. Well, it's been a pleasure, and, I, and I'm hopeful that, uh, that uh, you and uh, 
your colleagues uh, can be the, the conduit to, uh, to help us all get together and, uh, and uh, come and visit and uh, make that final decision to, to move here because I know there's a lot of uh, folks uh, around the West that are thinking about moving for one reason or another and we'd like to be uh, at the top of your list because again we welcome folks to uh, to our valley because most of us uh, uh, came here from somewhere else ourselves absolutely and that's a nice welcoming factor uh, well I'm sure we will be talking again very very soon Jack and I hope we get a, a chance to enjoy a meal again uh, in the meantime of course uh, best wishes from me to you and your family and your team there uh, best wishes for an excellent rest of your year and a safe one as well. Well, thank you, Dick. And uh, let's do some uh, additional business because that last transaction we did turned out exceedingly well. Yes, it did. And I thank you again for that. The clients were, uh, were very pleased with your help and um, it went very, very smooth. So that's another good reason to think of uh, Jack Woodcock in Las Vegas and uh, we will just leave it at that. Uh, thank you so much, sir. Hope to talk to you again very, very soon. You're certainly welcome, and we certainly do also. All right. Thank you. T take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jack Woodcock from Las Vegas, and you can just tell he is a very experienced professional ready to help you land on both feet in the greater Las Vegas area. Uh, he's been around for, for quite some time and really knows Las Vegas very, very well and what, what, uh, keeps, it, what keeps it moving and grooving. If you would like to introduce me to, if you, if you would like me to introduce you to uh, Jack Woodcock, please feel free to contact me and I will be happy to hook you up. And to learn a little bit more about me, of course, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County in California and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help you in areas that I do not serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good, be well, and be safe. Take care. Bye-bye.